Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at how to use your private wealth system to create wealth. My guest in this episode is my Canadian friend, Richard Canfield. Richard is the CEO and founder of the Private Wealth System. He has spent the last decade passionately coaching Canadian business owners and families how to properly implement the infinite banking concept in Canada to create their own private wealth system. Richard also mentors other advisors on how to incorporate this powerful system into their own financial practice. And uh, Richard has been actively involved also in real estate and real estate investment actually since the age of 12. And he's been featured on numerous podcasts. He's a regular presenter at the annual Nelson Nash Institute Think Tank Conference. And he has spoken on stages in both the United States and Canada. I have launched another podcast. That's right. Cashflow Investing Secrets. It's a shorter show, 10 minutes or less, where I share one concept at a time that I've learned from interviewing over 500 Cashflow Ninjas. You could go to iTunes or your preferred uh, podcast platform and just type in Cashflow Investing Secrets and you'll find us. We're also on all of the video and live streaming platforms. So uh, if you just put in Cashflow Investing Secrets, you'll find us uh, on those platforms. Savvy investors know that in order for the miracle of compounding interest to work, it's magic, you have to be constantly invested in all stages of the economic cycle. So the question then becomes, how do you find solid investments when the stock market is close to all-time highs and everything else just seems so inflated? That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $25 million to mobile home parks, self-storage, and workforce housing due to their ability to perform well during economic recessions. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobsher, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. I've got a treat for you. Back on the show is my good friend, Richard Canfield, all the way up there, I would say, in, in, in Canada. Richard, welcome back to the show. Awesome, man. So glad to be here. Uh, normally, we think of Canada, we think of coal, but I'm looking outside and it's a beautiful sunny day today. So I'm happy about that. Oh, fantastic. Now, for the listeners not familiar with you and what you do, can you please give them a little bit about uh, or share a little bit about your background and your journey with them? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I, uh, a lot of people know me, they think of me of, you know, kind of a real estate guy. I have a, you know, I have a real kind of passion for real estate, but I'm, but you know, what I'm mostly passionate about is just helping other people and really trying to focus on figuring out how I can assist people to optimize their cash flow and really be in a position where they can think differently about their own circumstances. Cause often we just need another perspective. You know, it's when you're in your own world, it's hard to see outside the box. Sometimes you see outside and you need a fresh perspective to come in and start to see how all these pieces are operating and then be able to line them up for you a little bit differently. It's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. Um, you know, and I, I don't know how I kind of got into that road, but you know, the real estate thing really started for me actually pretty early on. I, I remember uh, being, we were 12 years old, sitting around the kitchen table with my family and my mom said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go buy this rental property. And, and she had done a really good job of setting up like money aside for the kids. She was putting stuff away and and, you know, in, in Canada, we get, uh, you know, the, you know, you get these uh, like a child benefit or whatever. Right. And so she had put that away for us kids, which was really cool. She's an amazing lady that way. And so she wanted to basically access these funds that in her mind were actually ours. And so she kind of sought permission, which is kind of weird. So we're sitting around this kitchen table having the, you know, the family meeting. It's like, we're going to go buy this piece of rental real estate. I'm like, oh, that's sounds interesting. I wasn't a big fan at the time, you know, I was 12, I was a really big saver. And I, I thought, you know, I had a lot of value around around money and having access to it. And sure enough, we went ahead and did this deal. And so we had this property for like six years, and it was our first foray into rental real estate. And like I was 12. And so I remember moving washers and dryers and fridges and stoves, it was a suited unit had the tiniest stairwell into the basement you could possibly imagine. You know, so we got to become ninjas at like moving appliances. And I, you know, I learned how to fix drywall, I learned all these kind of like hands on skills at that time. Um, but I also had like a lot of frustration around it. Because, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm in, I'm in junior high, I'm in high school, and I'm doing all this stuff and all this work. And I remember single-handedly having to reclaim the entire y- lawn, this whole yard, from a dog named Goliath. Okay, now anyone picturing a dog named Goliath, like it, it is exactly like it sounds. <clears throat> and so, so basically, it was kind of like you know getting hit on the head with all these, all this work. And I, all I associated with was this idea of rental real estate with work. And I was a little frustrated about the whole process. And so, when they sold that property, I mean, yeah, sure, we made some money. We were kind of before the market boom here, so it was a, it was maybe not the right timing, but. What I came away with in retrospect was all these skills. At the time, I couldn't see them for what they were because what we didn't have as a family, what we didn't have was coaching. We didn't have, we didn't have good information. We didn't have a Cashflow Ninja podcast that we could tap into at that time. So we didn't have the skill sets involved and we didn't have the education on how to really be truly successful in that endeavor. Sure, we managed to maneuver through it and we did okay, but it could have been just so much better, so much more enhanced if we would have had some good coaching, had some training, had some resources that we could tap into like your show provides. So, you know, that was an aha moment for me later on. And I remember when we sold that property, it was shortly thereafter, it was like three, four months later, <clears throat> we had this, this thing came up, it was another deal, deals, and all of a sudden we had some money and of course a deal shows up. And it was a way that you could go and do, do what they call a virtual apartment building. So you could kind of buy into a condo conversion type of a property. You could do it anywhere across the country in Canada. And you could pick a unit where they're going to re, you know, revamp it, rejuvenate the process. They're going to increase rents and that whole sort of thing. The idea was that you would have a set it and forget it kind of model. And you could, you could kind of create your own virtual apartment building by having units in different geographic locations. And it was kind of a neat idea. And, and plus, you know, they put a, f- a spread of food on. But lots of people, I'm sure, listening have been to one of those presentations. So here I am. I'm 18 years old and I'm going to this 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 thing. And I was grilling. I remember grilling the sales guy. Just like, he was like, who's this kid? Just grilling me all these questions. Because he didn't realize I knew how to move fridges and stoves and all and paint drywall and all that stuff. I said, you mean to tell me that if we buy this property, I never have to see it. I never have to deal with a tenant ever in my life. I never have to move a fridge. 
like none of that stuff. There's no dogs named Goliath I have to contend with. And he's like, yep, that's correct. I'm like, all right, I'll bite. So we went and bought one of those units. And I remember it was like two years later, three years later, we ended up selling that one and we doubled our money on, on it from our initial investments. I got my first like decent kind of paycheck from selling a piece of real estate. And at that point I was kind of hooked. Right. So over that time frame, I started to really delve deep into my personal and financial education. So I started attending a lot of personal development classes and courses. Um, I started, you know, traveling all over North America, going to seminars and events, you know, week long weekend things. And everyone here, you know, a lot of people listen to have probably done that. So I spent, you know, really the next kind of 10 years really honing, you know, honing my skills, sharpening the saw, you know, through that process, I started to really realize that when I would talk to other people that I knew, the information about what was available out in the world, just just the pure uh, access to information about what was possible with your money, with finances, it just wasn't getting out there to the general population. No, you know, even to this day, I have people that come into my office that I meet with, and they just they just have no idea that you can say you know use a registered account, you know, uh, you know to lend money privately on mortgages. They just have no idea. So these kinds of things are 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 needed in our society. We need to be able to teach these principles to people and we need to be able to coach them on how to do these things. And so I just got really passionate about the idea of helping people take a deeper, bigger control over their own financial environment. And that's kind of what, what led me to, 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 to this is, you know, the phase of my life that I'm in today, which is, which is teaching people how to incorporate the infinite banking concept into their life in Canada. And, and ultimately it's really about harnessing the potential of people's dollars and helping them understand how to create more efficiency in their life. So it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of life lessons in the background starting from the real estate. And, you know, my, my parents, we owned a, we owned a small service business growing up. You'll, you'll appreciate this. I I like to say I was the, uh, the heir to the portable toilet kingdom of Camrose, Alberta, Uh, (laughs) a a true, uh, a prince to the throne as it were. So so we an absolute true (laughs) prince to the throne. Yeah. So we had we had a you know portable toilet and septic business or whatever, which is not 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 what anyone would consider glorious uh, by any shape or the means. But it's a, it's a great business. It's something that's always in demand. You could say it's recession proof a little bit. Yep. Yep. And uh, and so you know, but again, we didn't have the right coaching. We didn't have the right skill sets. And so it was really that kind of Superman sort of business where we just know you know head down, nose down, grinding it out, working hard, working hard, working hard without really taking the time to start thinking about how we could work to create more leverage. And so I just remember those experiences. And I think about today when I co- do coaching with businesses and how can we create more, more leverage in what you're doing in your business and your personal life and your financial life by thinking differently and understanding uh, more core principles, because how we think it has a really big impact into how we're able to apply stuff into our life and take action. Yeah. There's so many great points that you just made here. One of the things that I just jotted down to that it's as investors and business owners, right? We're very programmed. And and this is the one big aha moment that I've had, you know, on my journey too. We're so programmed to take, let's just say you, you save 10%, right? Like the average person tries to save 10% and then take that 10% and then really try to move the needle on that, right? To eventually, quote unquote, retire, whatever that means. But anyway, it's literally the 10% out of your entire economy or out of your entire business that we focus on. And the majority of folks, as we know, they just hand it over to advisors, right? And then hopefully there's a mountain of money 30 to 40 years down the line. And yeah, and, and, and the big aha moment that I had too was sitting just in a, in a, in a family office with a with an advisor there looking at 
I mean, they're combing through tax, tax returns, asset protection strategies, looking for inefficiencies, because as he was explaining to me at that point too, of how all these things are connected and tied in and overlap. And it's the whole picture that these guys are looking at holistically, 100% of everything, not just the 10%. So, and therein lies a challenge for the majority of folks because, you know, the hours that you've put in to your education and traveling and courses and network and studying and learning, you know, to put this all together. And we're still learning every single day. You know, there's something new coming. Um, you know, sometimes that's, that, that's the one thing that's missing for business owners and investors. And the other thing that you just mentioned too, from your parents' story that we see with a lot of business owners too, and we talk about on the show is that they're eventually they're not free from that business. If that makes sense, right? They're, they're basically tied to that business and they're still trading time for dollars. Yeah. Um, just in a different capacity than, for example, going in and getting it for their daily job, right? Yeah, there's growth. There's, there's, you might be scaling up, <clears throat> but you're just scaling up into more of the same problem without kind of addressing the underlying issue and getting focused on what is it that you really want to create? And is, if, you know, is it more time freedom that you're looking for? Well, well, it's the same, the same thinking that created the problem that you're in isn't the same thinking that's going to solve that problem. The problem is the thinking. So we got to address the thinking first to figure out how we can rethink that issue, rethink that problem to come up with new solutions. And like, coming up with new solutions is really kind of where, where I, I get the bread and butter in because I'm a, I'm a high, high quick start on the Colby index. And so like, I'm, I'm, I'm never thinking about things the same way. I'm always coming at it from a, from a hundred different angles at all times. And it's like, literally I was on the telephone on the way into the office today to have this call. And I came up with like 17 new marketing ideas for a guy. That's a client of mine that he's starting a new business. And he's like, Oh my yeah. God, I got to write this down. So it, it's, it's, it's just being able to think about things differently and focus on, you know, what is it that you're really trying to achieve? And then how is the, how, what thinking do you need to have to actually create that objective? I mean, that, that matters. I see the problem is like most people, they're giving up control of their money and they don't even realize it. They, 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 they aren't multitasking a whole lot of it and their capital isn't very efficient because that's the case. And so, you know, what I find a lot of people is that they're taking risks with their money by giving up control of the process or giving it up to, you know, hey, the, the, the advisor guy, this, this investment deal's got the money. It's tied into that deal. You can't access it again. It's all tapped up. And so we're constantly making a decision about transferring money away from us. What we're, we need to be focused on is how much of that money do we have that's actually operating in a in multitude of levels? How can we have it working in two places at once so it's efficient and 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 kind of put it all together and, and have a little bit of a foundation, right? And so, you know, you can't build, you know, anyone that's in real estate, you got a lot of real estate listeners on your show, I know. So, you know, you can't build a house without a solid foundation. You know, Nelson Nash, my mentor, used to say that, um, you know, what's the, what's the point of, you know, making the skyscraper look nicer and putting another story on it if it's not on a solid foundation. So you might want to build an empire, but if we don't have the right base in place, then it's hard to build something that's going to last and be sustainable on top of it. You're listening to the Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Kings, queens, and royal families, along with the nobility and ultra-rich, have warehoused and stored their wealth for centuries in gold and silver, art, land, and real estate. These assets have stood the test of time 
through centuries and have been a great place to preserve and protect their wealth. Like gold, silver, land, and real estate, art has been around for centuries and will be around for many, many more centuries. That's why the ultra-rich will continue to invest in art and preserve their wealth in art. While the S&P declined 5.1% in 2018, the art market returned 10.6% and was called the best investment of 2018 by the Wall Street Journal. Masterworks is the first company to allow investors to buy shares of great blue chip art masterpieces by artists like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. You can get set up on their platform at cashflowninja.com forward slash art. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for higher yield returns from ATM machines and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Estate Investor offers, such as their ATM and Stealth Storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash Real Asset Investor. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. One of the other things that you talk about too, Richard, is, is deal flow, right? Because today, and this, this, this can be a challenge, there's a lot of deal flow. There's a lot of different ways that wealth can be created and a lot of projects and investments and so forth. Um, and that ties into, you know, without a solid foundation or with a strategy or knowing where it fits in, it can be very confusing. There's so much out there. I mean, it's like, a, I, 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 my, my wife kind of probably hates it because we'll drive down the road and we'll see like a construction fence and I'll just point at it and then she'll just say, let me guess, opportunity. <laughs> You know, so, I mean, you, you literally can't even like walk down the street without just seeing opportunity all over the place if you know what to look for. And the problem is it is, it is so much, there's so much of it that's out there. It's easy to get distracted by that, you know, that shiny diamond that's over there, right? And so recognizing an opportunity is an important skill and seeing, but then the filtering of it is the next skill that you need to work on. So an opportunity, you know, it, maybe it's a, a mobile home park, maybe it's a, you know, it's some raw land deal. Maybe it's, maybe it's an internet business. These things can all be perfect and they're designed, you know, it might be for the right person, but it, are you the right person for that deal? So you got to try and match what's important to you at your core for you and your family, protection of your money. Um, what are you, where are you coming in at with your knowledge base? Then you're going to try and filter, does this deal match what I'm trying to achieve? And can I, you know, can I really get behind this? So you got to get to really be able to understand how to filter these things through because pop the possibilities uh, are just absolutely endless. They're everywhere. And so when the more that you can learn how to filter deal, you know, when you build up a pool of capital and you have access to capital, opportunities are just going to track you down. That's what Nelson S., you know, taught us. And the more and more that you capitalize and you build up a, a pool of capital to work with, the quality of the deals get higher and higher, but also more of them show up. So the need to increase your filter, your filtration on determining the deal fit for you and your family is like, it just goes way up. And the more you can determine in that, 
and be able to pick and choose what's going to be the right fit. I mean, the better position you are to have all the things you want in life, ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've got a system that you're going to share with us a little bit too that you've created that's helped you and your business uh, and with your in investments too, the private wealth system. Why don't you elaborate a little bit on, uh, on the private wealth system and maybe touch on the pillars of the private wealth system? Yeah, there's there's six um, primary pillars. I call them the six P's of the private wealth system. <clears throat> and so uh, the private wealth system, a system really, the way I kind of define a system is a combination of things working together, right? It's cogs in a machine. And now you have a whole, a, a whole machine. So the system is the whole machine in operation. And so, you know, one of those components is, you know, it's an insurance contract. You know, it's, it's really a way of incorporating the infinite banking concept into your life. But here's some of the foundational components that you get when you have a system like this. And I think people need to really think of things in systems because there's always a combination of stuff that's working together. And one of the key things, it's the first on the list is, is private. So when you set up a private wealth system like this, it, it is private. What that means is it's private contracts. So it, it falls by the law of contract. And, you know, it's not, there's no public database where someone can search what you've got in this thing. If you've got the right contract set up, like, you know, I, as a real estate guy, you know, you know, us, I know the deed system you guys have in the U S is kind of differs by County and state a little bit. Well, here in Alberta, where I'm at, we have a pretty, we have a Torrens land system. And so you can literally, I can go online and I can pull the land title on any property for 10 bucks Canadian. So for you guys, it's like a dollar. Um, and, and so basically, like, in fact, I did that recently for a condo that I've got, you know, in Fort McMurray, where I had to pull a bunch of titles because I took over the condo board. The, the, and so it's, it's public. I can get that information. I can find out the owner, who's on title, their address. I can get all that detail. That's a public system. When you have a private contract that's set up this way, no one knows about it. It's between you and the insurance company and that's it. It's not reported anywhere else. And so when you think about controlling the outcome and controlling your your uh, your asset base and how you want to transfer you know things on as you build your wealth, having things in a private format is actually very important to a lot of people. So that's important to me and I think that's one of the pillars. The next one is protection. And this, this protection has a multitude of aspects to it. We have protection from market risk and, and that's really important because you know, anyone who's listening to your show, we can, we can, you know, we see, we see the news of stock markets up. It's in this 10 year, you know, bull run, you know, eventually that pendulum is going to swing. And so when corrections happen, they happen, they don't just happen in the stock market. They happen in the real estate market. They're going to happen in the cryptocurrency market. Like they're happening all over the place. And generally when it takes place, it's not within you or my control. Okay. These things happen with outside influences, economic factors that, yeah, we might be able to control a little bit with a vote, but we don't have any real control there. We're just like, we, the only control is what you can do with your own stuff. So when you have a system like this, you have that some protection from those kind of shifts and you're not a part of that roller coaster because these types of contracts operate with something that's called a smoothing effect. And that that's something, you know, people can Google that. It's, it's pretty interesting when you know about it. And another layer of protection is against creditors, because if you design it the right way, you know, you can have some legal protection there on this asset class. It's an asset class all to its own so that, you know, if something were to happen with your business, someone sues you, whatever, if you set this up properly and you have the right structure of, you know, beneficiaries designated, then this kind of stuff can be very well protected. And it's a, it's, it's one of those locations where people like to house and warehouse their wealth so that they can, you know, they can make sure it's protected and it's not lost when they, you know, they get into one of those deals that comes alive. That's maybe not the right deal for them. Right. Right. Uh, um, and then the last piece of protection is really around, around your family. I mean, and whether you, you have a family now or you're planning on having one in the future, you know, Hey, I'm a, I'm a father. I got two kids. Your, your kids and my kids are kind of similar age. We were talking about that earlier. 
And so it's critically important to me as a father that I have that protection in place that if something were to happen to Richard, I'm the primary breadwinner for the family. If something happens to me, I need to make sure that that protection is in place, that there's a cascade effect, a whack load, like a a big fat chunk of tax-free money showing up and it's going to solve a boatload of problems. Okay. And so we can kind of put all that together as part of this one system. And I think that that's, you know, like those are the first two pillars that are really, really uh, critical and, and, and everything kind of stems from that moving forward. Yeah, I think one thing that I'll add to that too is the living in North America and Canada and the United States too, our access to private contracts and contracts in general is, and it's much more developed than a lot of different parts of the world, obviously, right? Yeah, there are countries that are on similar par, but in general, North America has been very, very far and pretty much very well developed when it comes to that. Um, and it's a foundational aspect of just society and living in, in society. So if you're in North America, I mean, the access that we have to contracts and to structure our life according to it is fantastic. I mean, to have a place, let's just say where you store liquidity that's contractually structured to produce or, or guaranteed in a certain way, and then combining that with other contracts, you know, real estate investor combines it with contracts or property that both kick, kick, kick off cash flow, right? So you have contractual uh, cash flow structured where you warehouse your wealth and liquidity, contractual cash flow through real estate investments. And then you can tie into the business contracts of it. I mean, that's a, that's a rabbit hole that we can go down to between <laughs> vendors, between clients. I mean, there, there's a ton of contracts available. So you had you had Dave on the other day talking about uh, ATM, you know, ATM machines. Yep. I mean, like, there's so much that's out there, right? Yeah, exactly. So there's a ton of different contracts that you can structure it. Now, structuring affairs privately and in, in in such a manner that it's all done contractually. So at that point, you don't care what's happening, you know, in the stock market, basically, with the volatility or with cryptocurrencies and so forth, because you have a rock solid foundation where you have liquidity that's contractually guaranteed, and there's contractual growth in there, you have contracts with your rents coming in. Just think about, you know, I just, um, I spoke to a couple of folks too about the lost recession, you know, in 2008 and 2009, wasn't a whole lot of fun in the States for real estate investors at that time, but again, back to the contract, if there was leases in place, right, uh, structured correctly that kicked off and produced income, cash flow every single month, a lot of folks that survived it and thrived and picked up other properties, all of that part taken care of instead of just speculating again, right? Buying a property, try to flip it or buying a property and try to sell it at a higher place because now you're basically trying to do the same thing, basically what they're doing in the markets, right? So right. I guess the big part I th- that I want to drive home here too, um, as mentioning those two parts of it is the contractual part of it and structuring your life and your affairs and your business and investments through contracts is just super powerful. And again, if you're living in North America and you have access to this very well-developed contractual system, it's it's definitely something to take a look at because that's what the wealthy do. 
And, and that, you know, everything you said, it ties directly into property rights and property rights. You know, you kind of identified that these contracts, this is a foundation by which capitalism is essentially built on it. it it's the core of the capitalist environment. And so yep. it does, it's not just limited. Often people think of property rights. We think about land and real estate. That's where our mind tends to go because we associate yep. the word property with the physical, but that property is really in the law of contract. And it's, and it's, you know, Frederick Bastiat, you know, in the 1850s, he wrote an essay called the law. If anyone, no one's ever read it. I would really encourage you to do so. And it's all about the, the, the law of contract and that ultimately you should be entitled to the fruits of your own labor. And you do that through the medium of property rights. And so it's a, it's a foundation of, of how we go about thinking about rewarding ourselves in the world and, and, and being able to keep that, which we work hard for. And so this, you know, that's one of the, the pillars of the private wealth system is property rights. And cause that, you know, we're building equity, just like you build equity in a, in a piece of real estate, but you're just building equity inside of this insurance contract where you can now deploy that capital as you build it up, you build up that reservoir for any deal that comes your way when it's the right time. So when the market shifts, like you talked about the next recession, the people who have access to capital, it's liquid inside of these private contracts, they're going to be so well positioned to just jump on all the deals that are going to show up. Cause everyone that knows once you've been around the game and you've seen, you've seen when the market shifts against you, they know that the real deals show when everyone else is clamoring around because they're undercapitalized and they don't have access to any money and they got to start doing, you know, discount sales. They're going to liquidation on things. That's when businesses get picked up for a song. That's when you buy out your competitors, you know, all those kinds of things take place because you were in a better position with more capital to, to just literally to capitalize on those deals when they show up. I mean, it's, and if you can, you've got a good filter system in your brain, you know how to recognize those deals. I mean, you're, you're already hunting for them. The moment that it steps across your desk, it's like, boom, you're ready to take action instantly. And that's, that's critical. Absolutely. Let's jump into some of the other pillars of the system. Yeah, one of I think you know the, the two on here that are my my favorite is uh, th- is probably this one is really important to me, and that's perpetual. So um, perpetual meaning that this is a multi generational system. It's something that allows you to be able to cascade your foundation of financial life over multiple generations, and so. You, in order, order to do that, it requires the right mindset. It requires that you have to think it through a little bit. But even even if you haven't put a lot of thought in it, there's some automatic aspects that we can kind of build in there. But one of the cool things that we teach people about here, at least in Canada, we call it the gradual inheritance strategy. So when you, one of the things you can do, you can pick and choose basically when you have one of these insurance contracts pay out, you know, who, who's going to receive the money? Well, you can say a multitude of people are going to get it, but you can also dictate the terms of how. You can set up something that's called uh, a, a annuity settlement option that allows you to say, hey, you know what? When Richard's gone, I want my wife to get a big fat chunk of money. Let's say it's, you know, a million bucks. Then I want her to get the rest, you know, two, three million dollars, whatever's remaining. But I want her to receive that in, you know, $100,000 a year increments for the next, you know, 10 years. And then I want her to get another big payout at the end. So you can kind of isolate some of those things and you can literally pick and choose how you how you want your wealth to cascade from beyond the grave as long as you think it through in advance i mean that's a powerful thing i don't know anything else that really allows you to be able to do that um and and the other kind of thing is that these this perpetual motion if you're not teaching the right mindset if you're not teaching people the foundational principles then what happens you know some you hear about the lottery winners they all suddenly get a big fat chunk of money well, most of them lose. The money's gone. It's out of their hands within like 18 months, two years. It's because they don't have the skill sets. They don't have the mental preparedness 
to be able to think through how to deal with that capital when it comes in their way. And they go and get all the things that they want and desire. So we spend a lot of time focusing on the right mindset because if you teach this to the next generation and the generation beyond, that's what's going to allow the cascade effect to really happen. You can do some things on the on the back end to help also put it into place. But if you spend your time focusing on the right mindset, then then it's you're creating the right character, the right skill sets are going to be in place to allow that to continue beyond you. And that's a really important thing. So that's part of where we focus on the perpetual. You know, another one that's on the list here that I, I really like and I think a lot of your listeners would appreciate is passive. You know, we think about passive, we think about passive cash flow, passive income. It's something that you're not actively working to obtain. And so it's working while you sleep. Well, these kind of contracts are designed like that. In fact, you know, I remember I was thinking about this the other day. I remember a story with uh, my mentor, Nelson Nash. He would he talked about um, how this, he would always say, he would say this on repeat. This is such a peaceful, stress-free way of life when you, when you incorporate this system in your life. But I remember he was talking about during that, uh, remember when there were all the banking collapses and stuff were happening in Greece and in Cyprus and everything a couple of years mm-hmm. back? Yeah. He was traveling somewhere. He was in Europe and he, I remember he was saying the story. He, he got up and he was having a coffee with somebody he was traveling with and they were looking at the news. And of course, all the news is like, it's like chicken little. The sky is falling. Everyone's losing their brains. Right. And Nelson's just sitting there drinking his coffee and he says, well, I don't know. Last night I went to bed and Jesus morning I got up and my cash values went up, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So while all that other stuff is going on, you can have the peace of mind, you know, the, you don't have to worry about sleepless nights because you literally have this constant accumulation effect taking place when you design these things the right way. So that, that is truly passive. It might be a long play. I mean, it's not, it's not going to, it's not a, a home run and we're going to make you rich quick thing. That's not its purpose, but it's, it's, it's a long-term play that allows you to create that environment. It's like, it's like a long-term buy and hold piece of real estate. Eventually it's paid for and it just keeps spitting out money into your pocket every, every kind of month, every year. Right. Um, and that's, that's all, I think that's the truest way you can create the passive income. A lot of other things, uh, they may last for a period of time, but then the market shifts and it changes, right? So you got to have a combination of those things kind of working, I think, in your life. And that leads me to, the, to my favorite one. We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier on, but it's really about possibilities. So the last P is possibilities. And that has to do with the importance of that capitalization, when you have readily available access to capital, I mean, those opportunities will track you down. You know, our friend Caleb uh, Gilliams, he talks, he has this book called The And Asset. He talks about how when you incorporate this idea into your life, you can do this, have this working for you in the background, and you can go out and buy the real estate deal, and you can go out and, you know, invest in ATM machines, and you can go out and do that land structure. So you have a, you just have more options. And like, there's, there's a quote, I think it's by Bill Linderman. Nelson used to have this quote, I think in one of his books, he says, um, when you have, uh, uh, yeah, does having, does having money uh, ready and available take away any of your options? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) And and so what I, I just, again, what I love so much about what you've been doing, what I love about the Cashflow Ninja podcast is that you're, you're actively, you're a possibility creator for people. That's what you are. So you're incorporating this into your life in such a way where by the virtue of the guests that you have on, the, the content that you produce for people, you're showcasing more possibilities for them than they probably even knew ever existed. You know, you're, we're at the point now where you're, you've crossed over 500 episodes. I mean, that's what an amazing feat, what an unbelievable thing. 
And there's literally 500 episodes of incredible content that anyone can go back into if they are looking for another idea on what they can do with their money. You've you've got access to it with what you're building and there's going to be more yet to come. So deal flow is just, I mean, it's it's so available out there. It's really working on the quality of the deal. When you can hone in your own radar and you can figure out, okay, here, here's a deal that's on the desk and then here's another one. But this one is like, this is a 10 on a scale of one to 10 and this one's like a five. Well, now you can put the five to the side and you can focus on the 10 and, and dig deeper into it. Go to the next stage. Start working on your due diligence, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're not engaging in tools like the Cashflow Ninja podcast and you're not sharpening the saw, then you're just not fine-tuning your radar, I don't think, enough about what's out there. you gotta, you got to learn how to weed out these things. You know, another good analogy that Nelson would say is like when you, you plant a seed, let's say you plant corn, and you got high-quality seeds, and you got high-quality soil. Well, you're going to get some corn. But you know what? You're going to get something else too. You're going to get weeds. And if you, if you let those weeds grow and you don't take care of them, they can choke out the thing that you're trying to create, which is the corn. That's what you're trying to harvest. So you got to learn to recognize weeds. So powerful because there are, there's a ton, right? And there's just in today's day and age too, just think of all the distractions that there are, right? We're constantly bombarded. I mean, right now, if you're on social media, they've, they've marketing down to uh, something that I've never thought I, I would be able to see. So you would be bombarded by stuff constantly. So it's very important to have a solid grounding, a solid foundation, have a framework set up. And then, you know, as Richard was sharing, just having a checklist, things that are aligned with you um, and deals that are uh, structured in a certain way contractually that aligns with the goals and the outcomes that you're trying to uh, achieve. Richard, one of the habits I've observed from wealthy and successful folks is, is that they're always studying new things and learning new things. What are you currently studying and what are you currently learning? Well, you know, I've been, uh, I've been really fascinated with a lot of the, you know, kind of uh, marketing and automation stuff that um, we're able to do in this day and age with technology. I mean, it's changing so quickly. So, you know, I, I'm spending a lot of effort and time in that area of my life. I'm finding it very enjoyable to dig into that that, you know, and, and learning about like the behaviors of people and how you can, how you can do things in a way where you can, you can create efficiency and effectively automate, but without losing the importance and the power of the personal touch. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're, we're people and we're not machines. We want to talk to people, work with people, speak to people directly. And, and you have to be able to allow that to happen. And, 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 and you can do a combination of, marketing automation and, and real human interaction and do it in, in, in some really powerful ways. And so I've been spending a lot of time exploring that and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm learning some really neat things. And, you know, I, I believe you have to be, uh, you have to be an avid, avid student and you've got to be voracious about the way that you're learning information in the world today. Absolutely. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Man, I love this question so much. This is like one of my favorite things that you do in the program. And some of the stuff that uh, people have talked about, it just been, I mean, if you, if nothing, if people did nothing else, but just listen to these golden nuggets, I mean, they're setting themselves up for life in my opinion. So, you know, I, I, the first one that I would go to is I go back to like my great my grade eight homeroom teacher. who's was a neat guy. He had the coolest shoes ever. And uh, he had this thing posted on the wall and it's always stuck with me. Is if there's a will, there's a way. 
But if there is no way, you make a way. And so, in other words, you know, your, your brain is a powerful tool. If you're focusing on solutions, you're going to find them or you're going to find the person that will help you solve the thing that's in front of you. So, you know, I don't believe in, in barriers and obstacles because you can go up, over, around, through, um, you know, whatever to get through to the other side. You just have to be willing and prepared to do that. And so that's, that's one thing I would talk, I would mention. Um, something that is a really important and core to me, and it shows up, you know, almost daily in my life. It's something that has become more and more prevalent. And that is, uh, I would say that people should figure out and understand what their Colby A index is. Okay. If no one's done that, you can go to uh, Colby, K-O-L-B-E.com and get the Colby A and that's like 50 or $60 or something. But for me, this was, this was a life changing gift in my life and it helps you, helps you learn what is your natural way of getting things done in the world? How do you accomplish things? And when you're spending your energy, because uh, you only have so many energy units in a given day, week, month, and a year. And, and it really helped provide me the freedom to, and the empowerment to double down on my natural talents so that I wasn't spinning my wheels as much, trying to be all things to all people, all things to myself, when really what I needed to be is just focus in on what, what makes Richard unbelievable. What's my unique capacity so that I can focus in on that. And so that's allowed me to be a better delegator. Um, and, and, you know, as an example, you know, I'm a, I'm a high initiating quick start on the Colby index. And so I'm learned that I'm actually designed to multitask and that I get more done when I tackle many things at once, which is super weird. seems counterintuitive. And that I also get a lot more done when I race the clock. So I have to create like fictitious um, deadlines for myself that allow me to hammer stuff out and go into go mode. And that rather than having a to doing list, which most people have, I actually need to be focusing on creating a not doing list. Yeah. So those are some different things that for me specifically have allowed me to operate in a more, a higher and more efficient value. And I think if people understood that in their life, it would just give them so much more freedom in, and, and, and like, uh, like permission to move forward powerfully in their own life, knowing that they can do these things. Um, it, it's made me a better coach. It's made me a better delegator. It's made me a better husband and a better father as far as I'm concerned. So um, the last thing, you know, a mindset in corporate, I have to defer to a word that uh, uh, Nelson Nash started using a lot in the last number of years. And that's, that's, you need to find time to ruminate. Okay. Ruminate is to think, think upon your thinking, think deeply upon your thinking. And what, the, what we're really getting at is that you want to be able to be prepared to challenge the status quo. You want to rethink what's going on in your life and challenge things so that you can come up with new and fresh ideas. Um, I always tell people that I think you should develop a mentality of curious George. Man, that little guy was always getting into trouble. But boy, mm -hmm. he learned things fast because he would go through the action and the experience. And so curious people are always learning new things and they find joy in the pursuit of knowledge. And if, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of those people because you're here to expand your own horizons and you're learning more, you're taking more in. Uh, so that you can be a constant student. You're not, you're not just glued to Netflix, you know, and, and watching, you know, whatever the next, whatever the next TV show is, you're actually focused on building your life the way that you want to do it intentionally by focusing on your education. And, you know, people say that knowledge is power. I disagree. The application of knowledge is what is what becomes powerful. So learn how to grow the knowledge, find the basis, and then put it into action mode. Don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. You will always learn more by just going out there and doing something. Absolutely. 
Very, very powerful stuff, my friend. Where can listeners learn more about you? Where can they follow you? Where can they reach out and stay informed of all of the uh, many, many projects that you're involved with? Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of for the most part. So, uh, you know, they can, they can check me out on Facebook. My Facebook page is the Richard Canfield. Uh, so facebook.com, the Richard Canfield, uh, Twitter is, uh, at R Canfield one. And, um, you know, you could probably reach out to me on LinkedIn. You know, my website is uh, richardcanfield.ca. Pretty easy. And uh, in fact, you know, um, I, I thought I would, you know, do one of those last minute things again there. And I thought I would put together some bonuses for your listeners. So I always think that's fun when we can do something like that and add some value. So I actually, uh, you know, decided to crack open some of the stuff that normally only my client community has access to. Um, and that's a resource that, you know, your listeners can go get to if they want. Um, yeah, a lot of it's kind of Canadian focused. But even if someone is just learning, wants to learn more about this, you know, they'll probably get some good takeaways. So they can head over to richardcanfield.ca forward slash ninjas. And, uh, you know, they'll be able to go ahead and they'll get access to an on-demand class where I talk about real estate investors and I show some examples, kind of a case study demonstration of them uh, incorporating the idea of this private wealth system, using infinite banking into real estate deals. Um, talk about recapturing some mortgage debt, like a whole bunch of different stuff in the case study. I go over some FAQs and then I have... You know, I have a whole session where I break down how I built the contract out in there. And then I have like a whole section on some of the taxation components that, you know, Canadians have to deal with, which is a little bit different than maybe in the U.S. So I have a whole bunch of that kind of all put together for everybody. And, you know, hopefully they enjoy it and add some value. Awesome. Fantastic, my friend. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and providing so much value for my listeners. As always, a blast to connect. Always learn something uh, in our conversations. And I definitely did again this time. So appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, right on, man. Keep it up the good work. Loving it. And uh, so proud of what you're doing and how you're helping people out with this, with this, this program. It's amazing. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.